I never looked back and I never went backwards. And I hear people that backslided or the people that have um, had challenges in their life and it's caught them to question God. I've found that I've just gone from strength to strength. Life hasn't always been wonderful. It hasn't always been the way that I expected it to be. But even in those troubles, I always found my strength in my faith and also in the Lord. What a great story. And uh, I'm curious to know a bit about your work life. So what did you do uh, for work after school? Uh, that's another interesting one. Is um, At year 10, my headmaster said to me, look, uh, mate, it, it's best you go and find a job and work with your hands because you're an idiot. You can't learn. <laughs> um, you don't know how to spell. You, your English is bad. Your social status. So he just went through lists. So he, said, he gave me a choice. He said, either leave at year 10 and I'll give you a certificate of completion, or if you come back, I'll send you back to year 9. So it took me a whole 22 seconds to go, oh, yeah, I think I'll leave. <laughs> um, and when I left school, I, I literally did what he said. I went and worked in a nursery. I worked with my hands. When I got saved, I had this desire to want to learn. So I, I, I enrolled myself into a Bible college and gave let them know pre-warning that I most probably wouldn't be able to do the assignments or the exams. I most probably couldn't write much, but I just want to be there and hear the word. And so on those grounds, they kind of accepted me into college. First year was a bit of a struggle, but at the end of the second year, I graduated the third highest with honours uh, in the college, which dumbfounded me and my parents. <laughs> and at the age of 24, I got into ministry. I started working as a youth pastor, um, had graduated my first of three Bible colleges um, and started as a youth pastor. At that time, the church couldn't afford to pay me, so I, start, I started my own maintenance business. And so from then on, I've, I've done ministry and maintenance um, for the rest of my life from there until I got to positions in ministry where I could be full-time employed in the ministry. And tell us, whereabouts have you pastored over the years? I was working in the pastoral team at Riverview Church in Perth for a while. Before that was a church in the northern suburbs of Perth, which was called Abundant Life Ministries. Then I took on the role as the administrator for um, Hillsong Night School Bible Colleges in WA. Came across to Queensland. I was invited across by um, a church over here. I was employed as the executive officer for that church um, and also ran the denomination for that organisation. Then another church in Brisbane asked me if I would come because my, my time had come up and finished with the first ministry. That was uh, Dream Centre down the coast. Then Rama started in Brisbane. Mm -hmm. And uh, they asked if I would help them get their denomination up and running in Australia. Did that. And uh, then at about 2009, um, God put upon our hearts to pioneer a work, which is what we pioneered in 2010 in Plainlands, and we've been here uh, pioneering that. We pioneered and started a church in Kenya and started one in Pakistan in the seven years that we've been going. Wow. What's it like in Kenya? Have you done a lot of ministry there? Uh, yeah, we've got two churches now in Kenya. Uh, we've got a third one that um, wants to align with us over there. Um, so we've been in Kenya since 2012, We've built an orphanage. We've built a um, what we've called a mission house. So anyone that goes across and want, wants to work in the mission field over in Kissy, Kenya, uh, we've got a house that they can have so they don't have to um, go into hotels and stuff like that. And they can actually be on the grounds of where our church is and where our orphans are and working with them there. Um, Pakistan has been more of a challenge than Kenya. Kenya's 
kind of Christian acceptance. Pakistan is Muslim. So uh, we've had a lot more different challenges and styles of ministry that we had to implement there, which was way different than we have had to do here in Australia or in, in Kenya. Because Kenya is kind of a Christian nation, um, but Pakistan is absolutely not. So that's been the biggest challenge, but also the biggest breakthrough. We've, we've now got two churches in Pakistan looking at starting a third one over there as well. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting. I'm, I'm actually finding it easier to develop and grow ministry in Kenya and Pakistan than I am in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's wonderful to hear you reaching out to the nations. You know, the Great Commission tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel, and uh, you're certainly uh, covering two very important areas uh, in Kenya and Pakistan. Now, I'm also curious to know, I noticed on your website that you do uh, coaching and team building skills uh, for leaders yes. in churches. Tell us yep. a bit about what that entails. Well, back in 2001, when I was employed with Riverview, they asked me to start up a um, night school college, which was called Lifestyle Training School. While I was running that, I was actually developing teams of people for what we called over there church together. So we had all the churches in Perth get together and we did a church service in the park. From that, I started doing a lot of leadership development and training and coaching and team building. And it's really grown on from there. So I've been in that aspect, also been out into the into businesses as well, taking the principles of the gospel but applying them to uh, business circles and really ministering the gospel without them knowing it's the gospel and coaching and helping develop teams and helping to communicate that way. Um, we then developed a program called Finding Your Gifts and Talents so that you could be utilised in your area of work, home or church so that you could understand what God's gifted you with that. That program we've been running and developing for nearly nine years now. And so I have that available. So we have another website which is called lifestyletrainerschool.org and that is where we have our lifestyle training and also a breakdown of what we do for coaching and team building. And so I'll develop, I'll go to a church or a, or a business and find out what they want to implement into their leadership team and I'll develop a, a program on whatever days they want to do, a one-day, two-day or a week program and help implement the strategies for them to have strong teams, strong leaders to know how to build good teams um, and working with volunteer-based situations or working in situations where um, it's multi-level marketing and they're still having to work with people and develop and grow them but also uh, keep them linked. I'm curious to know about some of the books that you've released over the years. I know you've uh, released uh, you know, books with great titles like Finding Hope in This World of Turmoil, uh, mm-hmm. Abundant Life for Your Spirit, Soul and Body, um, uh, you know, one on, on finances, uh, on you know, the Believer in Finances. Yep. Uh, also, How Can I Hear the Voice of God? You've got some great titles there. What, what have been uh, the most popular ones you've released over the years? The one that you referred to, which is Finding Hope in This World of Turmoil, well, I'd been working on that for 10 years, but I actually sent it to market in 2016. And that has been a great one for people that wanted to do, want to do a, like a Bible study on what the Bible has to say about uh, death and hell, uh, the resurrection, understanding the resurrection and how that, um, that really came about because someone asked the question that the scripture says, that the dead in Christ will rise first and then the ones that are alive will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And that question then was posed to me, go, well, how's that possible? And I explained it and they went, well, if people explained it that simple, it would be easier to understand. Mm-hmm. Because if 
we believe what Paul taught in the New Testament, which is that when you die, you go to be with Christ, then that scripture is irrelevant unless it's actually tied to something else. And so that's where that book came from, uh, which in the last year or so has been quite popular. But I'd have to say the most popular one that has I've got um, that had still sells quite a few is Hearing the Voice of God. Mm-hmm. So many people have a challenge with it. And uh, I found a, a, a very strong truth in the New Testament, which a lot of people don't contribute to hearing the voice of God. And helping people understand the simplicity in hearing that voice. It's simple to hear, but it's not simple to obey. Mm. And so explaining that process, I had 140 of them go to China and they used them as an English book to teach English in China. And so for me, that was I, I was excited at that aspect um, of getting that out into China and it being used as a English book because I'm, as, you, as I've said in the interview so far, I was kicked out of school. And so the way I write, I write as a simple person. But in saying that, I've in my years, and because of God's Holy Spirit being able to help me on my journey of life and that journey of being able to really trusting that Scripture says that the Spirit within, if you put the Word in you, the Spirit will bring to remembrance all things that you've learned. And so I've grown in that aspect to where I've I've got a um, diploma in theology and I take the truths of God's Word and make them as simple as possible so that the simpleton can understand them, but have them articulated in a way that someone who is more educated gets something out of it as well. And so the last one I wrote, which I wrote this year and has only been out in the last month, I think, is one that is on the abundant life, looking at the spirit, soul, and body. Because if if we think abundant life is about increase, and it's about financial or material gain, we've lost what the Gospels are talking about and what Jesus has talked about. Because we've got to first understand how to be abundant in our spirit. And then when we're abundant in our spirit, we then become abundant in our soul. And when we're abundant in our soul, we necessarily become abundant in our flesh. Mm. But too many people are trying to focus on abundance in regards to their flesh and their material possession. And they've got it around the wrong way. So I wrote this book, to bring simplicity and understanding that if you don't focus on being abundant in your spirit first and abundant in your soul, it doesn't matter how much abundance you get in your physical because if your soul and your spirit is weak or destitute, physically you're going to have to come up with so much money and so much um, resources to pay for the deficit in your spirit and your soul that you're not going to achieve the abundance that Jesus spoke about. And when he spoke about in John chapter 10, verse 10, that we are, are to have an abundance that is overflowing um, and that supersedes all that we can imagine, um, it's not about the possession of what God, uh, so what we can get, but it's all about possessing the truth of that word zoe or that life. Because it says in in the word that we're to that Jesus has given us Zoe kind of life, which means the God kind of life. And uh, Paul reiterates that a lot in the New Testament, especially in in Romans, that we're to be spirit conscious. And when we're spirit conscious, we will find out that the flesh comes into into line. But if we're flesh conscious, the spirit is depreciated. Mm, wonderful. And so I've found that just this book, and I, I say it's only just got out, um, I've sold quite a few, but this one is the one that is actually written in such a way that it's articulated as a book 
and not as a learning tool. All my other books have been more learning tools. Well, it's such a great Bible verse too, John 10.10. 10. I've come here to have life and life abundantly, and uh, we need to make sure we, uh, we preach that. That's such a great encouragement. Well, if people want to find out more, the website is bartleybooks.com, and we've been chatting with Trevor Bartley, uh, pastor in Plainlands in Queensland. It's been great to uh, have you on the radio with us today, mate. Thanks for your time. God bless. Thank you for the opportunity, and God bless you as well. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.